This week's parsha is Parsha's Bayit. And in Parsha's Bayit, we have the last three makas of the ten that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought upon Mitzrayim. And the ultimate makah, the final makah, which was the makah b'patosh, the hammer blow, which was successful in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, allowing Klai Yisrael to leave Mitzrayim, was Makas Bechayres. And the timing of Makas Bechayres, when did all of the firstborn Egyptians die? By Yehiba Chatzia Halayla. It was at Chatzais Halayla that Akrish began the Makah of Makas Bechayres. Chatzais Halayla this is when the Makkah will take place at at midnight. There's a problem, though, with having a Makkah take place at midnight. Because when we speak about midnight, midnight to us is when the clock strikes 12. As soon as that happens, that's the point of Chatzai Salayla. That's how we interpret Chatzai Salayla. But that's not really a correct interpretation because Chatzai Salayla, at least in Lashna Kaidesh in the Torah, what it means is it's the line of demarcation between the first half of the night and the second half of the night. The Gemara in Brachas speaks about this, but it means that it's the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of divides into the night. Chatzai means half. Chatzais means it's the, it's the halftime of night, if you will. In Yanadiyayma. But the halftime of halachic night, Chatzais, is not Taifezman, which means that there's no real time of Chatzais. Chatzais isn't a second, it's not even a millisecond, it's just simply the point in time where the first night, uh, first part of the night is over and the second part of the night begins. But there's no time of chatzais. Technically, if you would ask me how long does it take chatzais, it doesn't take any time. There's no time of chatzais. It's just merely a, a, a marker to split the first half of the night and the second. But there's no time of chatzais. At least midnight, you say, is the second that when the second hand reaches 12 o'clock by the countdown, that's Chatzai Salayla, that's midnight in the Gaish sense. But in, in Klai Yisrael's vernacular, Chatzai means that it's just, a, it's just a, it's an invisible line of demarcation between one half and the second. There's no time of Chatzai. There's not even a, a, a second of time, a split second of time of Chatzai. So what exactly can you do at Chatzai Salayla to kill the Egyptians? This is a question that appears in Sefer Masas HaMelech by Rav Simonic Diskin, who was a, a great guy. He was a, a rabbi of mine in Kaltaira. I don't want to say he's a rabbi of mine. I really wasn't in his shir, but he was a rabbi in Kaltaira. He was one of the Rashivas of Kaltaira, and he was always around, and he was very, uh, he was a brilliant, brilliant uh, Talmud Chacham. He wrote many, many svarim already at a very young age. Unfortunately, it was Nifter at a relatively young age, in his prime. But this is what he brings in his sefer called Masis HaMelech, on Parshas Bayit. At the end of the shtickle, at the end of this piece, which I didn't finish yet, he says that I heard it b'shem the briskerov, this whole taira, but then I checked amongst the briskers in the family of the Salavechiks, and they didn't know of it, even though that's what was reported in the, in the base Medrash that I learned that it was B'Shem the Briskarov, but if it wasn't from him, then uh, it's still a hush of a piece. So it might have been from the Briskarov, maybe not, but even if it just comes from the Masas HaMelech, that's incredibly hush of. So this is his question. His question is, what could take place at Chatzai Salayla? There is no Chatzai Salayla. It's not Isman. There's no time of Chatzai's. 
It's just something starts after something else ends, but that's it. There's no point of chatzais. And he answers that if you think about it a little bit, death, which is really what we're asking about, how can you kill somebody at chatzais alayla when there is no chatzais alayla? Death is also exactly like that. The point of death, that moment in time of death, really is not a time either. A person is alive, he's b'chayim. A person is dead, he's b'mabes. So what is the point of death? Death is also not really a, a moment in time. It's just the, the, the division line between life and death. So it also doesn't have a, a place in time. So it fits perfectly. Death is both an invisible line where something ends and something else begins, but it doesn't have to be taifes makam. It doesn't have to be actually having any moment in time. It's just, but something can happen like death because death is also not something that requires time. It's just when something ends, life, and then death begins henceforth, but there doesn't need to be an actual time of death. Now just bookmark what I just said in your head for a few minutes because we're going to get back to it. But it's an incredible Yisait. If you just came to hear that one Yisait, I think it was Kedai already to come to the Shmuz. But I want to go a little bit deeper in understanding what exactly it means that the entire Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim hinged on this time which is not a time called Chatzais Halaylo. Obviously, there's a great significance in Chatzais. It's not just a random time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose that the Geula should begin in earnest at Chatzais Halaylo. On Seder night, Chatzais Halaylo plays a very, very primary role. It gets a lot of, uh, a lot of attention on Seder night. At the end of the Haggadah, for those of you that are still awake for it, there's a whole list an entire litany of things that happened throughout history. There's something very important to the Geula of Mitzrayim that it takes place at specifically Chatzais Halayla. And that's what I want to discuss with you today. The Mesos Yesharim Ramesha Chaim Lutzato's masterpiece of Musr says in his parak called Zahirus that the Sahara is very, very preoccupied with making us preoccupied. Which means that the Sahara does not want us to make a cheshben hanefesh. He doesn't want us to sit and think about who we are in life, where we're heading in life, what we're doing right, what we shouldn't be doing, how we can improve our ways, how can we do tshuva, how can we be better, the last thing the Yitzhar wants is to give us the luxury of time. Because he knows that if we have time to think and to ponder and to, and to really contemplate our existence, then his role is going to be really, really diminished in our life. We're not going to have time to do Averis. We're not going to have time to do bad mitzvahs, meaning the mitzvahs that we're doing in a, in, a, in a very, very flimsy, superficial type of way. We're going to take our davening seriously. We're going to come to Seder on time and leave on time and, 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 and really put our all into mitzvahs and do everything just right. But the reason why we are doing things not so perfect or, or quite the opposite is because the Sahara distracts us from thinking and making these types of accountings, these cheshpenes hanefesh. And what he wants to do is, he wants to very much take our time by giving us a lot of things to do. He keeps us very busy. Keeps us very, very busy. So besides for our daily grind, whatever work we have to do, which is not allowing us to do uh, our Avedis Hashem or to think about what we should be doing better, we have to nine to five it, which is a good thing. That's not a bad thing, but that's, 
that takes away our, our brain from Avedis Hashem. So that the Yitzhara doesn't have to worry about because we're busy at work. But when we have time throughout the day, we find things to distract us. It used to be perhaps reading a newspaper, listening to a radio, that keeps us busy. The Sahara has ways to keep us busy so we don't have time to think. Today, we all know that it's impossible to not be busy every minute that you have available with what with Shtusim. We have smartphones and we have uh, internet and we have uh, all types of technology that constantly keeps us busy and busy and busy. So we can, you know, whereas we used to just have the radio and we have to listen to 10, 10 wins a hundred times, now we have everything imaginable from, from listening to, to seeing to news to everything. We're constantly busy, 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 and we have no time to think for ourselves because we're always distracted. It makes us, it simulates busyness. When we're looking at our phone, it's not like we're just facing out. We think we're actually doing something. We're checking our emails, we're checking our texts, we're checking our WhatsApp and this and that and, and, and the news. And it makes us feel like we're really busy. But we know that it's 99% of it is a waste of our time. But that's what the Eitzahara specializes. The Eitzahara does not want us to have time to think. So he keeps us busy so that we don't do anything that he, chas v'shalom, would determine is too good for our ruchness. And to really be an Eved Hashem, we need time to think about what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong and to how to have Zahiras. That's the chapter that he was dealing with here. In order to be Zayir, in order to be really, really good with what we're doing, we have to have time to think about how to do it right and to do it better. And when we don't have time, that's it. We're done. Game over. The Ramchal continues and he says, You know where the Sahara was taking this playbook from? Or maybe Parah was taking it from the Sahara. not clear. Or maybe Parah is the Sahara incarnate. Parah gets the same exact plan in Mitzrayim, against the Jews. Tichbad ha'avaydal ha'noshim, says Parai. Increase the workload on the people, on the Jews. Shayim miskavin, shloi levad shloi l'aniach l'am revach klal, v'lebal yitnu leva yasimu eitz anegdai, elohoya mishtadel l'afriya liba mikol espeinus b'kayach hasmadas ha'avaydal. His intentions to pile on work was not just in order so that they don't rebel, but that they don't think about their lives, they don't think about anything to do with Yiddishkeit, anything to do with Avedis Hashem, they just should be busy with his Avedah. He wanted to enslave them, not just physically, but mentally enslave them, not give them time to breathe and to think about what it means to be an Eved Hashem, what it means to be a Yid, what it means to have Kedusha, to have to have a plan with our lives going forward. We were so busy, we were so distracted by Parin and we weren't able to. That was the Tachpula of Parin, and that is the same Tachpula, that's the strategy employed by the Yitzhara on a daily basis with everyone. Busy, 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 the more we could distract you, the less you have time to think for yourself, the less you have time to rebel, the less you have time to plot, to scheme, and to better yourselves in your future. With this as a backdrop, with this essential Ramchal telling us how Parai and the Sahara have this plan, this diabolical scheme to keep us busy, to keep us distracted, to not allow us the ability to think for ourselves because we're so busy and preoccupied with, with nonsense, I think we get a better understanding of what the entire Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is all about. In this week's parsha, in addition to the three makkas, we also have the first mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Klal Yisrael as a whole. We've had in Sefer Bereshis other mitzvahs that were given to Klal Yisrael 
Tavram Avino, Brismila, Peribaribia, to Adam, but there were, this is the first formal mitzvah that appears in this week's parasha, and that is HaChaydesh Hazeh Lachem Reish Chadashim. You're supposed to be Makadish Lovana, you're supposed to look at the moon, declare it to be new, and based on that declaration, we're able to determine our months, when the month begins. Every day of the month, Yamim Taivim will be determined based on, on Bestin being Makadish, Dolavana being, being declaring that this Chaydesh is new now. That's the first mitzvah that Klai Yisrael was given in this week's parsha, in the Torah. What does it mean, HaChaydesh HaZalochem? Does it just mean simply, okay, now we have a mitzvah to, to count from the lunar calendar and to declare things uh, wholly based on, on, our, on our calculations and our ability to determine the time. That is the simple pshat of the, of the, of the psukim, definitely. That's the mitzvah. The mitzvah is for Bestin to declare chaydish chadoshim nu, to be ma'abra the shana, to add an extra month to the year when need be. But of course, it's much, much deeper, this mitzvah. The mitzvah of hachayr means that Klal Yisrael not only counts by the moon, but they are able to control and dominate time. Time itself is ours. It's yours now. Time becomes you, yours. You could use it in the right way, or you could squander it. You're no longer Avadim Tapare. You don't have that excuse anymore. I'm too busy. I can't. I, 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 have, I have work to do. I can't think about Yiddishkeit. Can't, I don't have time to learn. I don't have time to daven. Time is not my own. I'm, I'm, I'm an Evet Tapare. No, no, no. Hachodesh Hazel Lochem. Time is now yours. You're free. You don't have this Paray on your head anymore that I have to work, work, work. Now you have time off. Now you have the freedom and the liberty to determine your own time. This is what the Sepharna says on this Pasuk. On he says, Mikan From now on, the months, meaning time, is yours. You could do with them whatever you want. You're free. When you were slaves, then you didn't have that. Your days were not yours. Then, when you were slaves, you were under the, the authority of other people. The taskmasters, you have to report to them. You didn't have the, the luxury of having time for yourself. But now that you're free, time is yours. You determine everything about time. Now, simply put, it means that we determine time in terms of, like I said before, the new moon, the new month begins, let's say, today's Rosh Chodesh, and now we can count 15 days from Rosh Chodesh. Now we know when Pesach is. We know when Shavuos is. It's going to be 50 days from Pesach, the second day of Pesach. V'chulei, v'chulei, time is ours in that respect. In fact, there's a fascinating Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi, if you want to look it up inside, it's in Ksuvas, Parak Aleph, Bez, that what it, Klal Yisrael is so in control of time that even we control not only the, 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 the calendar, but Teva itself, nature itself, is under our jurisdiction. Meaning that, let's say, the Gemara's example is that we know that a, a young girl, before she reaches the age of three, biologically, the signs that she is a basula will grow back. If something punctures those, that area of the anatomy, then it will grow back. If below three years old and beyond three years old, it will not. But let's say her birthday, for argument's sake, is is on, uh, on, on, at the end of the month of Adar. 
And now Bestin declares, you know what, we're going to make two others this month. So now her birthday gets pushed off a, a, another month. What happens biologically if something happens to the Basulim during that period of time, that extra month, so simply, according to Teva, well, you know, she's over three years old, so now it will not grow back. But because of the, the power of Chazal to determine time, they have added another month to the calendar, but they've also added another month to nature as a whole. And so now, fascinatingly, if there is something that happens to the souls, they will still grow back. They will regenerate because Chazal have determined that there's another month of the year. So everything in Teva, everything in nature has to salute to the Chachamim and they have to bow to them and they have to submit to their rule over time. That's an amazing, fascinating power that shows the Shlita that we have over time. The absolute mastery that Klal Yisrael now has a it's our time. We control time. That's in a halachic sense. We do control time in, a, in, in every which way. But in a personal sense, what the Sepharno probably means is that now it's ours to use as we see fit. We don't have the excuse anymore that we are under Paris domination, and we don't have the ability to think for ourselves. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim represents the Jewish freedom from the servitude of the Sahara, which tries always to say, you don't have time, you're too busy. You can't get up for davening because you had such a late night last night, and, and, and it's fine, don't worry about it, I'll give you a pass. You don't have time to learn because you have work to do or you had a long day at work and now you're tired, go to sleep. By lunch break, I want to eat. And by my coffee break, I want to drink. And by, my, uh, and by supper, I'm on legal holidays, I want to go and, and watch the game. Sundays are Sundays and, and, and Shabbos is Shabbos. I don't have time. That's the excuse that we give ourselves. We, we pat ourselves on the back and we say, you're doing perfect. You just... You're maximizing your time. You don't have any free time. And, and that's all. That's, that was Pare. Pare says you don't have free time. Comes along Kedosh and he says, you do have time. Time is yours. I'm giving you the ability to find time when you thought you didn't have any time. That's the first mitzvah in the Torah. The first commandment that a Yid has is, find the time. If you don't have time... You have nothing. Somebody once came to the Chavetz Chaim, a very wealthy man. The Chavetz Chaim was giving him Musr. Learn a little bit. He said, I don't have time. He says, they say about you that you're a very wealthy man. But I'll tell you something. If you don't have time, then you're the poorest man in the world. You have nothing. The first mitzvah in the Torah, before we get to Anoich Hashem Lekecha, before we get to Shabbos, before we get to anything, is you have to understand, we have to find time for things in life. If we go through our whole life busy, distracted, preoccupied, in a bahala, we're always like, ah, we're, we're, we're running and we're going and we're jumping and we're doing it. If that's your life, you have no life. You're not a yid. A yid means that they're able to determine time for themselves. Hachodesh hazel lochem. This man is now yours. I am giving you time. You have to use it appropriately. And a Jew's role in life is to maximize his time and that the world should see from us how to use time. As the Pasuk says about the Jew's control and understanding of, of the way that calendars work and time works. This is something that's going to be like a... The, the nations of the world are going to be in awe of your brilliance when it comes to understanding the way time works. Not just merely calculating time, which is itself a, a chachma gedayla. You look in the Rambam Helfas Kiddush HaChadosh or the Chazanish's uh, brilliance in understanding all the technicalities of how a moon works. I just saw the other day, Rav Chaim 
Kanievsky, Zolgazunstein, he has a whole sefer on that a lot of it deals with Kiddush HaChaydesh in the back. There's very intricate calendars with calculations and, and, and diagrams of the moon in different phases. Understanding all of the prate pratim of how time works, that's brilliant. But besides for that, we're also supposed to be the nation that models how to properly utilize our personal time. And that's also Le'ene Amim that Gayim should see how valuable time is. That's a Jewish concept that the, that the Gayim could learn from us. But first we have to teach it to ourselves. And the first mitzvah is learn how to use time properly, time management. And of course it's not easy at all because even though Hara is no longer our, our, our master. But we still have the Eight Sahara. The Ramchal sort of equates Para and the Eight Sahara. The Eight Sahara doesn't go away with the Tzitz Mitzrayim. We still have the Eight Sahara. We still have all the distractions. We still have newspapers and radios and phones and, and, and videos and, and everything distracting us. And we always will keep ourselves very busy or we'll, we'll be sleeping a little too long that we don't need to sleep that much but we chalk it up to busyness and we do things and we go places and we are indulgent in, in things and in things that are taking up a lot of our time. And this is not, by the way, saying that you have to be neurotic and learn and dive in every single minute of the day. Of course, it's important to chill a little bit. It's important to play ball and to exercise and to spend time with family and to, and to have a good time in life as well. That's important. But beyond that, I'm talking about the hours and the hours and the hours of the day beyond all of that, that we simply squander lahevel barik. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you, that you have to be very careful. You don't have power anymore. You don't have that excuse, but the Eitzahara will come up with new powers. The Eitzahara will come up with all types of different tactics to make sure that your time is not your own, but you have to grab it back and understand you're free to determine your own usage of time. Do you have to go to work? Yes. You have to go to work. So that during that time, what are you going to do? You can't learn? You can't learn. Do you have to eat? Yes. During that time, you don't have to learn. Do you have to sleep? Absolutely. But there's time throughout the day that we're expected to utilize and maximize. For HaKadosh Baruch for His Avedah, for ourselves, but in a proper way. That's the first commandment of the Torah. And I believe that the Musar Haskel of starting the Geula for Mitzrayim at Chatzay Salayla is very significant in this, in light of this that we're talking about right now. Because remember what we said at the beginning of the Shmuz from the Masas HaMelech, that Chatzais, where the Geula started from, is not even a time. There's no time of Chatzais. Chatzais is the split between the first half of the night and the second half of the night, but it's not Taifis Man. There's no time of Chatzais. But yet, a lot happened at Chatzais. The whole Geula hinges on Chatzais. Everything that we have, the reason why we're here today is because at Chatzai Salayla something very significant happened to Kal Yisrael. We were free at Chatzai Salayla. That's not coincidental. What HaKadosh Baruch I believe was telling us by bringing the Geula about at Chatzai Salayla is that if you want to really be free men, don't use excuses that I don't have time. You do have time. But sometimes you have to steal time when there seems to be no time, and that's where you find the time. If you're expecting large swatches of time throughout your day to learn and to dive in, and that's, not, that's maybe for retirement. When you're young, you're busy. You have to work, and you have to do your studies, and you have to, and you have to do a lot. There's, it's a lot of things to do. Study for finals and... and, and and go places, and shop, and, 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 and raise a family. There's a lot of stuff to do, no doubt. 
If you want to be a Talmud Chacham, if you want to be a proper Eved Hashem, you have to find time where it seems like there's no time. You have to, in other words, steal time. Chatzai Salayla is a time that it's not a time. There's no time at Chatzai Salayla. Pachash Prabhu says, yes, there is. Look a little carefully and you'll find it. I brought about the Geula from Mitzrayim at Chatzai Salayla. Where is Chatzai Salayla? It doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist at Chatzai But that's where you have to find the time, ironically. You could accomplish so much. Bein Hazmanim, between times that don't... That there's no, doesn't seem like there's anything for me to do during this time. That's where you're going to develop into Abde Hashem, at a time that doesn't seem to exist, but you find the time, you steal the time. The Vilna Gain, in his brilliance, says that the Gemara and Shabbos and Daflamid Aleph, Amid Aleph, that says that the first question that we will be asked, Lachar may have asked him, after 120 years we're going to go up to Shemayim, and the first question that we're going to be asked is, Kavata item la were you kaveya time for Tyra? Did you set aside time for Tyra? That's the simple shot in Kavata item la Tyra. Did you make a Seder every day? Did you learn in the morning? Did you learn at night? Did you learn in the afternoon? Did you learn on, on Sundays? Let me see your starim. What'd you do? Kavata itim Were you kaveya zmanim? Did you set, establish time for Tyra? Says the Vilagai, that might not be the only pshat in that word, kavata. Kavata could mean to be kaveya, to establish, but there's also a pasuk. The pasuk appears in Mishle, Chafez, Chafgimel, that says the word kava, and the touch of that word is not to set aside, but it means to steal. Kuf, Bez, Ayin also means to steal. If you want to see another Maramakim, a Talmud of mine showed me that there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Chavavim and Aleph, as you turn over to Chavavim, it says Beferish, that it brings another Pasuk, and it says, and it touches it up, Rashi says, it means to be a Gazlan. Chava means to be a Gazlan. Kavata itim Atayra, Kedush Baruch is not going to ask you, did you make nice Tarim when you were in Yeshiva, did you come per se? That's part of it. But beyond that, did you steal time? Kavata, did you... Were you geizel's man? Did you steal time for Tyra? Did you steal time for Tyra? Did you find time when you didn't think or nobody thought that that was even doable? Did you find time to steal to learn Tyra? Or to daven? Or to, or to do mitzvahs? I don't have time. You don't have time? Steal the time. Don't steal it from your boss. Your boss, you have to give all your whole time to. If you're working 9 to 5 and you're getting paid to work 9 to 5, that's not a time to take out your Gemara and learn. That's, that itself is stealing from him. That's not what we're talking about. When we're speaking about stealing time, steal time away from your iPhone. Look at how much time we spend. It says how much time you spend every day on the iPhone. It's the most depressing thing about the iPhone. It's good to, you know, think about getting rid of the iPhone just for that because it's just so overwhelming. You see every day, if you're, if you're not careful, you know, it, you, you know, they give you like Yishkayef. You know, you did really good today. You were down an hour from, from last week, uh, you know, on, on, on Friday. What do you mean down an hour? That means that I'm spending hours of my, of my day on the iPhone doing what? Steal time from that. There are times during the day that you are, you seem busy, but you're not that busy. We all know that we're not that busy. Anyone that says that they don't have time, is a liar. You do have time. You just are, are lazy. Everybody has time. You have time for doing what you want to do. If I want to work out, I'll find time to work out. If I want to watch a movie, I'll find time to watch a movie. If I want to, if I want to go play, uh, play basketball, I'll find, I'll find time. When I want to do something, I find the time to do it. If you really want to learn, you'll find the time to learn. And if you say, I don't have time, you're a liar. Kavata itemataira, were you kaveya time for Tyra? Did you steal the time for Tyra? Steal the time away from the other things that you think are, are, are so important in your life. But find it for me, says Hashem. Steal it for me.
Let me give you some examples of stealing time. At night, you can go to sleep, and again, a yeshiva bacher should be getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep at night, kaviyocho. I know that sounds ludicrous because you're busy with your studies and with this and with that, but you really should be getting a good night's sleep. Okay, but having said that, there is a lot of time at night that we waste. And if you're able to like stay up a little bit later and, and burn the midnight oil and learn a little bit extra, go to a shear, listen to a shear, something, ta- at night, there's a lot of time to steal. There's time to steal at night. During the day, you're busy. You can't steal time from, from everything else you're doing. You're working for your boss. You have a full day schedule. You're doing surgeries, and you're, doing, uh, you're in court as a lawyer, or you're, it's tax season. You've got to do, you got to do, you got to do. What are you going to do? There's no time to steal there. But at night, you come home, you eat supper, you talk to your wife a little bit, and then there's time at night to steal away from the night if you really want to. I said, uh, I think it's a good vart. I was a little scared, but I said it to a, a, a big time of he went crazy over this vart. I just thought of it this week. It's a scary vart to say because, but you'll hear it. But I'm giving you that disclaimer because I always get hate texts afterwards if, I, if people think that I, they misinterpret it. So I know that you could misinterpret it if you wanted, but please don't. If you look around in Shas, it speaks about how great learning Torah is at night. The Rambam gives a lot of ink to learning Torah at night, and he says that if you want to be zeichet to the Torah, you have to learn Torah at night. The way to acquire most of the chachma of a man, says the Rambam, is at night. Ram was a very busy man. He writes in a letter how he mamish didn't have time. He was like, he worked for the sultan. You come home, you think he'd be able to, you know, chill a little bit and, and, and put, his, put his feet up on the couch. His whole couch, his whole living room was full of Jewish patients in Cairo. They were waiting for, his, uh, for him to see how, you know, to try to find medications for them. And to, to, he was busy day and night. He was really busy. But the Ram says that at night, that's where you can chaperine. During the day, you're busy. You're busy, you're busy. What are you going to do? You have to have the ganefa. But at night, that's when you can acquire most of your chachma. Now, where did the Ram get this from? Gemaras. There's a Gemara in Chagig, in Erevin. Samachayim and Aleph. Amr of Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, like Ibri Lelya El Lashinsa. You know what you do at night? You sleep. Sleep. That's what you do at night. Taisa says that's only, by the way, in, in, in the late nights, like in Tammuz, Kufas Tammuz in the summer, where night starts really late. That's where, not during the winter, you don't have that excuse here, you know, when, during this time of year, when, when the night starts at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, gets dark out, you don't say, okay, time to hit the sack. No, there you have to learn. But, but basically, at night in general, says Rabbi Yehuda, it's a time to sleep. That's why Hashem created night. Imagine if it was a 24-hour sun, sunlight out, no one would sleep. So Hashem made the night in order for a person to rest comfortably. That's what Yudah says. Comes along Reish Lakish. Amr Shimon ben Lakish. Le'ibri siara el Lagirsa. Yeah, at night it's dark, but notice that there's a really big shiny sphere in the sky called the moon. Remember, in those days they didn't have electricity like we have, so the moon, why did Akadosh create moonlight? To learn Tyra. So that at night you're able to learn Tyra. So he seems to be arguing. He says, no, night is not a time to sleep. Night is a time to chaperain Tyra. Lagirsa. That's Erevin. Samachay. Ayin Chagiga. There's a Gemara in Chagiga. Daf Yud Beis and Beis Amoresh Lakish. Kala Isaac Batyra Balayla. If you're involved in Tyra at night, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meshech Olav Chut Shel Chesed Bayayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu extends over you a, a certain charm, a thread of charm, whatever that means, at day. During the daytime, if you, people will like you, they'll respect you, they'll, they'll find favor in you. 
if you learn Torah at night, don't think, well, if I learn the whole night, then I'm going to be a zombie the next day. Everybody's going to, you know, I'm going to get fired from my job. No one's going to like me. I'm going to be like, a, you know, one of these human beings that are walking around like the walking dead. No, no, no. You learn Torah at night, that's if you watch movies the whole night. You play video games the whole night, that's going to happen. But if you learn Torah the whole night or a large part of the night, HaKadosh Baruch will make up for it. HaKadosh Baruch will make people love you because you did that, says Rish Lakish. We see that Rish Lakish seems to be the Manda Amar who says that at night you learn Tyra. At night you're supposed to Chaparai and learn Tyra. So I was thinking, who is Rish Lakish? Rish Lakish, the Gemara Mbav Metziah Pei says he was the head of a group of bandits. List him. He was very strong, very powerful. He was one of the main bandits in the world. And the whole story, when he jumped into the river and he was so strong, and then he bumps into Rabbi Yechanan, who was also in the, in the, in the lake, and Rabbi Yechanan uh, was a beautiful, handsome man, and Reish Lakish says, uh, you know, Chelach, Yechelach Nashim, your beauty, why don't you use your beauty to, you know, for Taivas? For Elam Hazard, they can tell you, you're so handsome, why waste it? Yaifiach Hanashim. Rav Yechanan says to Reish Lakish, Chelach Lairaisa. You're so strong, you jumped into the river like, a, like an Olympic athlete. Use all of that kayak that you have for Tyra, put it into Tyra, invest it in Tyra. Rav Yechanan said, and as a sweetener, if you do that, you think I'm good looking, you should see my sister. I will give you my sister in marriage if you just are macabre on yourself, the Alatira. And he did. It says that he tried to jump out of the river and he couldn't. He was already just with a mere Kabbalah of the Alatira, just the mere acceptance upon himself that I'm going to learn Tyra already got shvach. He already was drained of strength, which is what Tyra sometimes could do to a person. But he ended up becoming the great Rishlakish. He married Rabbi Yechanan's sister. Him and Rabbi Yechanan were the greatest of colleagues. And when Rish Lakish died, Rabbi Yechanan was depressed. But one time the Gemara says that they were discussing a sugya. They were discussing a sugya about um, something about Toma and Tyra, about a certain type of knives and swords, um, when they're Makabal Toma, when it's, if it's from the Shas Gemar Malacha, when exactly is the Gemar Malacha, Rish Lakish says, um, once you cool it off in water, meaning you're, you're making a sword, you're making a machete, a knife, and you cool it off in the water after it comes out of all the, the kiln, the processing, the, the heat, then you put it in the water, that's when it starts to be Makabal, that's when the Kli is over. Zakter B'yechanan, Amar Lista, Blista, Yada. Ah, the robber knows about his, his, his instruments of, of his trade, the tools of the trade. You know about swords, about guns, about machetes, about, about, about machine guns. That's your thing, because you're one of the robbers. It was like a shtach on Reish Lakish. But anyway, Reish Lakish, according to this Gemara, he was, that's, that was his origins. And I was thinking that it's not for nothing that Reish Lakish throughout Shas is the Balmemra of teaching us the importance of learning Tyra at night. You know why? Because you have to steal Tyra. You have to steal time. A bandit knows how to steal time. He knows how to do that. And so Reish Lakish teaches you, you know what, yeah, maybe I'm a robber, but I'll teach you one very big aside about stealing the greatest thing that a yid could steal is time. Where do you find time? I don't have time. Yes, you do. Check at night. The moon, HaKadosh created a moon so you should learn Tyra. When you look at the moon at night, think about, i got to learn Tyra. That's why God made the moon. But you don't have time. You do. Steal it. Steal time. Kavati to Matyra. Steal time for Tyra, says the Vilna Gaim. In order to be a Tamachacham, to acquire Rav Chachmasay Shaladim is Balayla. What do you mean? I have to sleep at night. No, you don't. You have to sleep a little bit. But you don't have to sleep as much as you think you do. 
Rebel Yashiv used to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, every single night, even when he was a very, very old man in his 90s. He would kick the blanket off in the winter when he really wanted to. He didn't... Sometimes when we speak about Kedel and we think of them as like robots, like they, didn't, they don't need sleep. They do need sleep. As much as we need sleep. They're human beings as well as we are. Oh, but he had such a chukka and learning. No, he wanted to sleep. They say that in the winter, as soon as 2 o'clock came, he kicked the blankets off of him so he shouldn't have a taiva to stay in bed. He wanted to stay in bed. He's a human being like you and I. He just wanted to steal time for Tyro. At night is a great time to learn. In the morning is a great time to learn. Early in the morning. I don't know if you ever tried this. I'm sure you did. But if you try waking up like really early, if you're really good, and you try, wait, try one morning, just see what I'm saying. Wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, take a shower, have a coffee. You'll find two hours of the day when everyone else is sleeping, no one else is doing anything but sleeping, it's the best hours of the day. You could chazer what you learned yesterday, you could write a shtikol tire, you could work on a chabura, you could be mavrisedra, you can, you can, whatever. Listen to shiurim, it's the best time of the day. Everybody else is sleeping and you're up. You're stealing time. You're stealing time. That no one, you can't, that time doesn't exist. Oh yes it does. There are people, there are hundreds, thousands of Balabatim all across the world that set their alarm for 4.45 and they're up in the, at, the, at a Daf Yemishir at 5 o'clock in the morning. They found time. They found Chatzais. They found a time that's not type Zman. Nobody knows about them. It's like a secret. It's a secret that you can wake up early in the morning. If you get a decent amount of sleep at night, you wake up early in the morning. You don't like, you're not a night person? Fine, go to sleep at night. But wake up early. And early in the morning, you're able to chaperain. Come to yeshiva at 7 in the morning. Forget about 5 in the morning. That's a little extreme. What about 7 in the morning? You come, you, you attend a daf, you learn, you learn a, 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 a block tomorrow every day. What's so bad? Make a siyam every, every month or two. Then seven and a half years later, they make you a big party in MetLife Stadium. Is it so schlecht? It's so bad? Well, I have to, I, you know, I have to wake up at 7.45. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Apologize to yourself. Steal the time. Wake up instead of 7.40. Wake up 6.40. Come take a shower. Come to the base medrash and chapa daf kamaro. Or be mavisedra. Or learn whatever. Learn musr. Whatever it is. But steal time. Time is there to be stolen. Kavati to matayra. It's not a kunst to learn. It's a kunst to learn in, in, during Seder also. But in yeshivas, they always told me, whenever, I, you know, all the Muslim shmuz that I ever heard always said that gedayim are made during bein ha-starim, between starim, by the lunch, by supper, by after night Seder. It's not the starim itself. That's obviously, that's a primary thing to be at Seder. But beyond, you want to know how certain people all of a sudden launch their rockets into the hemispheres of being a Talmud Chacham? It's by the, the, the extras. Stealing time by lunch, stealing time by breakfast, stealing time by, by... It doesn't mean not eating breakfast. You eat breakfast, but you don't have to like, sit up there and schmooze and like whatever, talk to the, talk to the, the custodial staff for 20 minutes. Like, you, you have your bowl of cereal, you come down to the base medicine, and you learn. You eat your lunch quickly, and then you go back and you learn. That's how to be a Talmud Chacham. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you want to be a Talmud Chacham, and you want to find untold amounts of time during the day, and so I'm sorry, I have a dual curriculum, and we'll chalk it up to that. It's a lie. It's a lie that this dual curriculum is such a big lachat that you can't do anything else. Check your iPhone and see how much time you know, that dual curriculum was typhus as far as that's concerned. You'll see, you'll be shocked to see how, much, how many hours you have to squander during the day with our dual curriculum. And that's where we're going to have a din v'chesh before. I mean, I'm scared to death about what I'm saying also. Don't get me wrong. Kavata itzmatera means, did you steal time? I didn't have time. Really, you didn't? That's what the Yemad din is going to be about. They're, going to, they're not going to ask you necessarily a ktsais and a rash, but they're going to say, let me have your, your iPhone. Bring up your iPhone. Let's see how much time you didn't have. I couldn't steal time. I didn't have enough time. Really? I, I beg to differ. If you want time, you're going to find time. Chatzais is a time that it's not one half of the night, it's not the other half, it's not even a second. 
That's what you've got to steal. When you think that there's no time, that's where you're going to find the time. And you'll find as much time as you want. I'll give you some other examples of time that you could steal. Um, and it's, it's really amazing. At a chasna. Chasnas are the worst. Chasnas is the absolute killer of time. And you want to go, it's your friend getting married, so you want to be there early, you want to be there by the chasnas tish, and then you want to be there for the dancing and the second dance. I get it. But you know how much time is wasted by these chasnas until the chasen, you know, comes into the, into the chasen stish, and until, until the badekin, and then from the badekin until the chuppah is another 45 minutes. And then after the chuppah until, until the first dance is literally two hours. These photographers are mamish, you know, it's crazy what, 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 what happens. They keep 500, 700 people waiting for two hours of their life until the chasen kala, the chmaid and the can come into the, come in, come into the hall. What's, how can you do that to people? But we do it to people. But what do we do during the chuppah itself? What do we do between the chuppah and the, and the, and the main? Do we sit around and schmooze and, and talk on our phones and, and, and check our emails a hundred times? I'll tell you what you should be doing. You should go make some photocopies before the chasna of what you're learning, whatever it is, if it's Tafyaymi or if it's uh, Ion or if it's Bikias or Mishnabura, whatever it is. Go online, you could go and, and you could find really clear printouts. You don't have to make and schlep a photo thing to a photocopy machine. You go online and you, you click print. Like on HebrewBooks.org, there's a very, very clear Gemara that they have, have Rishas to copy from. You learn, t- make a pay, an amud or two amudim of, of printout, p- fold it up, put it in your pocket, and by the chuppah you take it out. I don't like taking these big svarim. I hate when I see people like holding like their huge svarim at a chasna. I think it's mechzikiyura. It's like, makes everybody feel bad, and it's like showing off like, ha look at me, I'm, I'm a big time of I don't like that. But, but there's nothing wrong with taking out, uh, if you were a lawyer, you would take out maybe some papers and look at you know, your legal briefs, so if you're a Talmud Chachim, you take some papers out of your pocket and you look, and nobody has to know what it is, but you yourself sit and you learn. Or arrange a shear or something, but it's such a waste of time. Steal that time. Steal the time at the chasna. Don't like just say, well, that's what it is, I'm at a chasna. It doesn't have to be that way. You could be kaveya itmatayu, you could steal time for tire at a chasna. Friday night in the winter. Okay, it's in Yanadiyama. We have long Friday nights in this time of year. What do we do at that with that extra time? We we have a suda appropriately, and then we uh, maybe there's a tish. Fine. Now what? Now it's eight o'clock at night. What do we do now? Well, we go back to our room. We go to sleep. We get a bagel. You know what sleeping a bagel means? It means like you, in yeshivas, they if you can sleep from eight o'clock to eight o'clock, that's sleeping a bagel. That's the that's the shprach. That's the vernacular. I want to chop a bagel. I want to sleep a whole 12 hours. What do you mean 12 hours? You, see, you go to the base medish and you learn. Those are the most beautiful hours of the week of your life when you're able to stay in the base medish late Friday night and you learn with your chavrusa. You learn by yourself. Your chazer. That's stealing time. You know what they used to do in the winter, the balabatim in Europe, before the war? They were tired. They weren't, you know just people that did nothing. They worked really hard. They didn't even work like in, with computers or with accounting. That's nice work. In Europe, a lot of them were, they, they had push carts and they were schlepping and they sold schmatis and they had to scream and they had to yell, they had to buy, they had to sell, they had to fix shoes. It was, it was a real avayda tasha. So they were, they were understandably tired. But they looked forward so much to Shabbos that they could learn. So you know what they did? They ate their suda quickly or whatever, they took their time, let's say they ate their suda, they went to bed right afterwards. But they woke up maybe at chatzais or maybe at uh, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and the rest of the night they learned Torah. They stole time. They stole time. They were tired. They got a little sleep to refresh them and they learned. 
That's stealing. They could have woken up at 9 o'clock, but they woke up at 2 o'clock because the whole week I'm busy. I want to hop around some learning. So this is what I'm doing. I'm stealing time from the night. I'm like Rish Lakish. I became a robber in the night, but I'm not stealing people's possessions. I'm stealing my own possession. I own time. Time is mine, HaKadosh Baruch says. I want it back. I want my own time. Okay, during the day I can't. At night I'm going to chap it. Early morning I'm going to chap it. David HaMelech, the Gemar and Megillah that we did recently in the Daf. Chatzais Laila Akum Lahaydes Lachal Mishpatei Tzakecha. David HaMelech says that Chatzais, every single night I woke up to give praise to you. And the Gemara says either it means that he started learning Taira the whole night from Chatzais, or he started sang, singing his famous Shiras Vesheshbachais. David HaMelech was the Nimzimir Sisrali, he was the sweet singer of praise for the Rabbi Yishalem. Whatever it was that he was doing, it started at what point? It started at Chatzais. Why Chatzais? Why didn't he start at 11.45, 12.15? What, what's Chatzais? Chatzais is the time that he found in his busy schedule. David HaMelech was the king of Yisrael. You don't get much busier than a king. He's busy day and he's busy night with a Tzrach Ha'am. He started at Chatzais HaLayla as if to say, I'm stealing time that's not seemingly available to me, but I'm finding it. And he did. We have to heal him because he stole time. If he didn't steal time, if he would have been busy the whole day and all night, or sleeping the whole night without that famous harp that woke him up at Chatzais, we wouldn't have safer to heal him. We wouldn't have that great vehicle to open up when we want to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Yeshua's and Rufus and the Chamas because David HaMelech was sleeping during that time. But he says no. Chatzais Laila Akamahid. I'm going to wake up at Chatzais. I thought Chatzais wasn't a time. Didn't the Briskerov say before Chatzais wasn't a time? Wasn't Chatzais Laila Akam? He found the time. He made time when there was no time. You go to a doctor's office for a checkup or for Rachman Alatzan, something more. You go to a dentist's office. You always have to wait. You always have to wait. Bring. A sefer, bring a v'lechtuch avadarach, v'imavr sedra, bring a little chumash, bring a little mishnayis, bring a, bring a, a, a print out of, 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 a, of, a, of an Ahmed Gemara, something. But to sit there and, and, and just like, you know, watch the TV screen or, uh, or, or look at your cell phone or, um, or, or read chas v'shalom, those magazines there on, on, the, on, the, on the coffee table in the, in the office, steal the time. You know you're going to the doctor's office. You know there's going to be a lot of free time there. Bring a safer. Listen to a shear. Do something. But don't waste time. You don't have power anymore. But the Yitzhahara is still there. You have to fight the Yitzhahara fire with fire. He's trying to tell you, you have no time. I'm going to tell you, I do have time. I'm not going to listen to him saying how busy I am because I know better. But you have to be a little bit of a, of a robber in order to do that. You have to know how to steal in order to be a successful Tamakhafim. To be a Tamakhafim and to be a, a Balavaida, to be a Balmusser, to be a Balmachshava, and to be a good family man. To be a good father, a good brother, a good, a good child. You need time for that. To raise your children, if you're busy with your iPhone all day, and your child is waiting to learn with you, or to schmooze with you, or to toss around the football with you, but you're too busy with, your, with, with things that are not really, truly essential... You have to steal time for your kids. You have to steal time for your wife. You have to steal time for your parents. You have to steal time for your friends. Don't waste time. Time is life. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me, by the way. It's so important for us to not always give ourselves the easy free pass, but you're tired and you're, uh, you're doing so much and you know, you're overwhelmed and you, you need a break and you need to unwind. Okay, Good. A few minutes a day. Hours a day to unwind. Hours a day to, to listen to the news or to watch Viter impeachment and Viter Kobe Bryant and Viter this. How much time do you need already? 
How much time? We know the news. Whatever happens, happens. It's not gonna, we're not affecting them. We're not a president that we could actually do something about it. So you don't have to do You're not David Amelach. Even David Amelach was able to find time with his busy schedule. But we're not David Amelach. We're just regular people. So let's make ourselves great during the time that we have. And I'll tell you one more time that I didn't speak, besides for a doctor's office and a chasna and Friday nights and, and waking up early in the morning, there's one very important time that I forgot to tell you about. Very important time in your life that's also begeder ben azmanim. It's a time between times. And that's the years that you have in yeshiva as a whole. This time that you're in right now, this patch of time, it's a very limited window of opportunity. Because there will be a day in the not-so-distant future, Mitz Hashem, that you're not going to have the ability to be in yeshiva, maybe. And you're not going to have the ability to have 12 hours a day to learn, 18 hours a day to learn, or four hours of the day to learn. You're going to be busy working. You're going to be on a train and going into Manhattan or going into wherever, and, and, and busy, 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 eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day at work, and doing your thing and, and with you know taking your kids to the to school and dropping them off and, and then going shopping for Shabbos and, 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 and building whatever you're doing, you're gonna be so busy you don't even know it. That's real Shibud. You're gonna be married, you're gonna have to take care of your wife, you're gonna have to wine and dine her, and you're gonna have to, you know, help her with the laundry and, and help her with everything. That's very, very that's busy. Right now, you don't have that. Those of you in the room that are not married yet, you have time right now. You're bein hazmanim. You're at chatzais. It's a time that's, that's in between times. It's in between parts of your life that are not yet busy. Yes, they're busy with your dual curriculum, no doubt. But these are days that you can hop around, you can learn uninterrupted, undistracted, relative to the rest of your life. If you're in yeshiva, if you're in kailal, it's not going to last forever. It might, but it probably won't. So when you have this time, realize that you're b'nei chayrin. Ein ben chayrin el If you have the ability now, today, to learn, appreciate it. Imagine if you're the ones in the room that are not married. Imagine if you are married right now. And imagine if you have to pick your kid up at, uh, you know, from the gun at... Uh, you know, at 12 o'clock or from Yeshiva Katana at 1 o'clock and then you got to go to Seasons to, to pick up, uh, you know, the food for Shabbos. Then you got to, um, you know, do, do laundry for Shabbos and you got to set the table and clean and cook it. Imagine that for a second. But you don't have that. So steal the time. You have a day today, you do your shopping, whatever you want to do for Shabbos. How long could that take already? Uh, half an hour, an hour, and then you have the whole day. Go take a shower, get dressed for Shabbos, and sit in the base medish and learn. Be Mavr Sedra. Whatever, whatever it is you like to do, just chaparain, it's ben azmanim. It's time that you have right now. Appreciate it, know it, because if, I, if you would hear the shmuz in, in 10 years from now, you're going to say, Taka, you know, I could have stolen so much time when I was a buffer, and I didn't. I'm telling you right now to do it, so don't come back with kindness later that you didn't have the time. You do have the time. I'm not saying that when you should be studying to, to steal the time from them, when you should be studying, study. You have a midterm, you have a final, you have a paper, do it. Hey, do it. I'm talking about beyond that, the things that we say, but I, now I'm busy with my video games. Now I'm busy with my, with my surfing on the internet. Now I'm busy with my emails and with my friends and with my texting and my WhatsApp groups. And you know, That's what I'm busy with now. Well, be careful there. Steal time from that. Be a ganif. I have to find time in my busy schedule to steal for you, Rabbi Shalom. For Taira, for Abayda, for family, for Chesed, for Tzedakah. Find the time. When you look for the time, you'll find it. It's Chatzais. It's, it's hiding between times. But that's where you're going to be great. Greatness lies in finding, doing like a Bedikas Chametz, 
searching for time when you think there's no time and suddenly finding a shal rav. You're finding like a tremendous treasure of time that nobody knew about. I was once speaking to a very big Talmud He says, somebody told me about the secret about waking up early and I never realized it. So I tried it and it was, I, I can't believe it. It's like I have a whole new day. I found a new day. He wakes up at 5 in the morning. He learns from 5 to 7 7.30, whenever, you get two, two and a half hours of the day. That's like more than something we can learn all day. You can hop in, in the morning before anyone is, while everybody's still tossing and turning in bed, you're there stealing from them time. You're stealing, from, you're, you're stealing time back. You're taking time for yourself. You don't have the excuse, well, you know, I have to go here, I have to do that. that there's nothing going on during that patch of time. You just stole two hours every day. You could be a, you could be a stifler for that. That's the mitzvah of And the geula, our personal geula, and Klai Yisrael's geula starts at chatzais. That symbolic moment of the day, which is no time, it's above time, it transcends time. It's not existent, but I found it. And I'm using it. And I'm expounding on it. And I'm expanding it. And the more time you need, the more time you'll find. That's the site of Gulas Mitzrayim. That's the site of life. And the very first question will parallel the very first mitzvah. Kavata item latayra. And the mitzvah Hashem will have a great answer for the Rabbi Shalom on that day. Have a good Shabbos.